everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick. Coming up in this episode, everybody acts like they like the good girl, but they really like the bad girl. It's extremely nerve-wracking, um, especially when you have such low self-esteem at the beginning. I mean, the site in general, though, like helps you feel better and more comfortable with who you are. So the way that I try to explain it to people is like, playboy but girls with tattoos and colored hair okay so the strangest thing somebody ever sent me was actually recently and they said do i do sph i feel like men can only go to the movies with each other in groups of an even numbered groups he's not controlling all the pokemon he's just a pokemon master um it's interesting i just i just don't know what to say i guess don't ever come across a duck that's trying to have sex I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Something that I really like about the internet and new media, podcasts, social media, everything like that, is no matter how alone you might feel, it allows you to find out that you're not the only one, right? No matter where you are, no matter what you're into, You can find other people who are just like you. And I think that that has really allowed us to redefine the ideas of what's, for lack of a better phrase, socially acceptable and redefine exactly what beauty is. As a suicide girl and alternative model, our first guest is at the forefront of that. This is Vervain. Why did you, now how did you become a suicide girl? Um, I watched the documentary about it when I was like, I want to say like 16. So when I was 19, I just decided to do it. There was just, just cause. You know this yeah. though. It's, it's, it's never quite just cause. Like what was the ultimate motivation that you thought that like, I want to do this? Um, I just really liked their community and I just thought it would be a nice way to get some extra money on the side. Cause it's a pretty decent amount. How much money are we talking? Um, you only get paid when you get set of the day, which is actually kind of difficult. Um, and you get about $500. If you are in it with somebody else, though, they split it between you two. But then there's other ways that you make money as well, correct? Not through Suicide Girls, no. How, how else do you do it then? I mean, how else does the, does it come in? Is it through like private or not private, but like premium snap or something like that? How does that work? Yeah, I actually recently just started one of those, and it it brings in quite a lot of money. It's kind of ridiculous how much. Like, it's just shocking. <laughs> how much are we talking? All right, so like five figures, ten? No, not ten figures. That'd be um, that'd be like I'd be. But are we talking like five figures, six, seven? Like I what? just started it at on the 29th of last month, and within the first three days, I think I made like five hundred dollars. That's really good. As a, as so, how you've been a suicide girl then for how long? Since 2016. When you first did yeah. it, like, how did you become one? Um, you have to go. You have to apply on the site and become a hopeful. And then, um, if they choose you for set of the day, they call it. You turn pink, and that's when you become a suicide girl. It took me about a year to do that. Now, how many you just you're submitting photo sets the whole time, or how does that work? So you submit a photo set about of about 40 to 50 pictures where it starts off with you fully clothed and then just like slowly you take everything off. And um, they sit in a queue for about three months because there's a bunch of other sets coming out. And then when yours finally goes into member review, that's what they call it, um, then all the like get to vote on whether or not you get set of the day. 
when you first so then did they notify you essentially or how did you find out that you became like official oh they uh suicide girls emails you and saying like congratulations you got set of the day and just from there everything kind of changes on the site for you when you found when you got that email what was what was your reaction I was super excited. I was kind of in disbelief because it's it's actually really hard to do. I know a lot of girls who have been uh, hopefuls for years, and it's it's just really difficult. Did you think that? Did you ever feel like, oh, I'm gonna? Did you ever think of giving up or anything like that? Yeah, you think about giving up quite a bit until it actually happens. And even then, like even though I'm a suicide girl now, it's still hard to get set of the day. It's not just like, oh, you're a suicide girl now. Every single set gets bought. It's just like you're constantly competing. And there's some kind, there's some sort of drama in it with some people. And it, it's just a whole ordeal. (laughs) When you say drama, what do you mean by that? Like some girls get. It's like regular high school drama, I want to say. Like some girls get really upset when they don't get set of the day and then they start hating on people that do get it, but it has nothing to do with that person. It's just the site and how everything works. When you started, I mean, did you send fully clothed pictures or how does that necessarily work? Um, no, you you have to do a set where it's, like I said, 50 to 40 pictures and you start completely clothed and then you just slowly are getting naked and that's how the sets have to be when you sent in those those first naked pictures was that tough was that an easy thing for you to do were you nervous about it or have you always kind of been it's extremely nerve-wracking especially when you have such low self-esteem at the beginning i mean the site in general though like helps you feel better and more comfortable with who you are and the community of the girls and everything for the most part is like super supportive you'd think that the comments on the sets would be really gross and like just not flattering but most of the time all the members on there are actually really polite they don't say anything gross they're just super supportive of you which is really nice because that makes it a little bit less terrifying i mean everybody obviously struggles with it growing up but did you have self-esteem issues did you not feel like you fit in growing up oh yeah i still do nobody really ever feels a hundred percent comfortable with who they are but it's definitely gotten a lot better do you think it's because of this? Um, yeah, I, I would say that, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because um, otherwise, I probably, for a while there, I was just like, I don't want anyone to see anything. I just would rather stay off of social media and, like, just because I got bullied really bad when I was younger because just, just the way I looked. And now those people are, like, following me on everything. And it's just kind of funny how that works. That seems. A little bit odd in the sense that if you have low self-esteem, which everybody does, I mean, everybody has issues, but how did you work up the courage necessarily to start submitting essentially naked pictures of yourself? I mean, that to me seems like, how did you make that step? That's kind of crazy. Um, I just, I had a friend that actually started it with me and we were both just, we both had known what it was and we got pretty close. So we just decided that we were just going to do it together. And that kind of helped. We just were kind of supporting each other through the whole starting process. Do you feel more accepted now? Because it seems like a very accepting community. You were talking about the comments, and I looked through some of the stuff. I was like, everybody's really nice. Yeah, it's really surprising um, how actually nice everybody is. At first, I thought it was going to be like like how I grew up, and if somebody posted a picture because it was in high school, somebody was like, oh, you're like, they just said negative stuff. But most of the time, people are actually really positive. 
and it's 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 really great it helps a lot with your self-esteem and because like you look at one little flaw about yourself and that's all you focus on but everybody else doesn't see that and it's pretty great when you looked at kind of the traditional models you know the stuff that you see on instagram did you ever think i don't i don't look like one of those girls did that ever get you down I still look like that, and I still am like, oh, I wish I looked like that, like the ones with the teeny tiny waist, but it's all angles when you really know, like, about it. It's it, Then nobody looks like that, like, at all. Do you do that? I mean, will you guys kind of manipulate the angles a little bit, manipulate the lighting, or are these pretty, like, this This is really what I look like? Is that more what you're going for? Um, well, we manipulate it a little bit, but most of the time, it's, it's like, I, I try to be, like, as me as possible, because... There's other girls who feel just as self-conscious as I do looking at the other pictures where people are, like, photoshopping it and making their waist smaller and stuff, and it's, it's, it's upsetting. So personally, I try to be as relatable as possible because otherwise it's, it's such an awful feeling to look at a picture of somebody and you're like, why don't I look like that? Do you think that that's getting worse in our society? Because, I mean, I'll look around on Instagram and you see these people that just are these – impossible paragons of beauty and then with my day job I see some of them in real life and they don't look like that at all I feel like it's getting worse and better everybody's like oh just love your body the way it is you're perfect the way you are but at the same time there's the other half of people that are still so crappy about it like for example I was on Instagram the other day and there was this a little bit heavier girl that's a um website shared and all the comments were like oh you shouldn't promote obesity and stuff and it made me really upset because it's like just because she's bigger does like they were saying she wasn't healthy but just because she's bigger doesn't mean she's not healthy like you don't know how that person's weight or anything affects them like they could be totally active and healthy and still a little overweight or it's just some people are just so mean (laughs) is it more difficult for people who are even younger because i feel like it was an issue when i was growing up but I feel like it's even more of an issue for people of that kind of 16 to 25 range. I, I don't know. I feel like girls nowadays like don't go through an awkward phase like everybody else did. Like They all have the makeup and the videos showing them how to do things and the way to look. And I look at like there's like videos or posts from like girls that are like 15, 16. And I'm like, they don't have an awkward phase. That's not fair. Why did I have to have an awkward phase? But they don't. What is it like being a suicide girl? It's really just a title. It doesn't really change my life necessarily because I still have like a regular day job. I just do this as like a fun hobby kind of. As far as like it just made brought people together. Now I have way more friends than I did before because we all have that in common. So that's the I think the coolest part is the community and all the people I've gotten to meet because of it. When you do these photos, now is it just photo sets or is it just video or, or videos or both? Uh, for Suicide Girls, it's just photo sets. There's no videos. Do they encourage you to go so far? Like, do you go full nude? How do you, how does this like how far do you go, so to speak? You do have to be nude. You don't necessarily have to do like legs spread open. They prefer you don't do that. <laughs> um, they want it to be like tasteful. So the way that I try to explain it to people is like playboy but girls with tattoos and colored hair is it pornography necessarily i mean would you clap technically but at the same time you're not like there's no videos you're not really doing anything it's just pictures of you like posing nude there's not other people there's not overtly sexual situations necessarily um no not really i mean there's some girls that will post videos and stuff like that but that's not 
that's like on their own time, things that they want to do. Suicide Girls isn't necessarily requiring you to do any of that. Now, they just want just tasteful nude photography. Now, do you do that on the side? Have you thought about doing that on the side? Um, recently, I've been kind of doing it a little bit more. I haven't been doing anything too crazy, mostly just like little videos, not nothing like touching myself or anything. But um, that that's more for like Snapchat because I've been bringing in a lot of extra money for that, and that's been helping out a lot. How do you – do you ever feel like you're – either exploiting yourself or exploiting other people with this or how do you feel about it um before i started snapchat yes i felt like that was wrong and i didn't really necessarily want to do that i felt like it was okay for other people to do because that's like their moral issue but personally i was like i don't know how i feel about that i don't know what if my family finds out all of that stuff but then once you just do it and you start bringing in the money you feel way less bad about it (laughs) Like it, like they don't feel bad about it at all. I, look, I, I think everybody has these things that they would say, I wouldn't do that. And then somebody puts cash in front of you and like, well, I'd probably do that, actually. <laughs> do you ever worry, though? You said you have a day job, right? Yes. Do you? Do people know? Does your family know? Um, a, part, a couple part people from my family know, but it's not anything we really talk about. Um, I have friends that I used to go to school with that say they're proud of me for it. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing to be proud about. But okay, thank you. Um, And then as far as the people at work, I do this all under a different name. It's something on my time. I don't have, has nothing to do with my real job. So, I mean, it would bother me if my boss like found it, you know, but at the same time, I don't think she would ever bring it up to me because it's really none of her business. Your real job. You're not. Are, are, is would we be would we be surprised to find out what it is? Like, yeah, it's so boring. I just have a regular office job. Okay. I feel like Hannah Montana sometimes. <laughs> do you do you ever secretly though want people to find out? Like, if you only knew what I was really like. I don't want them to find out, but I think that a lot. <laughs> how much of like the the persona that you put forward? How much of that is your real personality? How much of that is kind of playing up a little? Um, I would say it's it's really me. I, I'm I'm a little more shy in person. Like I don't like I'll sit in the corner and won't say anything. But if anybody like met me in person, that's how I'd be no matter what. It's just the internet is a little bit more freeing because you don't have like instant judgment. And if anybody says anything bad, I can just delete the comment and move on with my life. What kind of response do you get from people? Um, most people think it's pretty cool. Actually, they don't really know what it is. Um. But I, like I tell, like they know what Suicide Girls is, so I tell them I'm a Suicide Girl, and they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." And that's basically the end of the conversation because it's kind of a weird topic to talk about, unless they're asking me how to be one. Yeah, it's not. It's not an easy question. It's not an easy thing to necessarily ask a follow up question without feeling like you're being really rude. Yeah. <laughs> the the people that are necessarily your fans are they also more. You know, do they have ta- – are they more straight-laced or are they kind of suicide it's, boy-ish at the same it's time? It's like a mix of both. It's kind of crazy how many different – like different races, different looks, different everything. Nobody's really the same. It's just – it's crazy how it doesn't really matter what they look like or anything. There's just a totally crazy crowd of people. But it's super cool because I feel like I bring them all together kind of. 
if if we were going out and doing something like would you, most of your fans look more like a biker bar or more like Wall Street necessarily? I feel like I've seen more of them like Wall Street, I guess. Yeah, I think that really supposedly straight-laced guys really do like that image kind of of a bad girl, so to speak. Yeah. Do you ever get requests from people? Like, what what's the strangest thing somebody has asked you or sent you? Oh, God. Okay, so the strangest thing somebody ever sent me was actually recently, and they said, do I do SPH? And I didn't even know what that was, and I had to have my boyfriend look it up, and it's small penis humiliation. So they wanted me to make fun of them for having a small penis and pay me to do it. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Like that's no. Quick follow-up question. Do you know, did you find out, do they have, did they have a small penis or did they just want you to make fun of them like they did? I don't know. I didn't want to get into it any farther. (laughs) Even if you're paying me, I don't want a dick pic. I don't want it. (laughs) Listen, I think this, this is this upsets me a little bit because I feel like you had to find that question out. Now I need to know more about did they yeah. actually <laughs> I had to look it up. Like yeah. what the hell are they asking me? Yeah, I don't there's so many things that now did did you not do it because you're not comfortable doing it or did you think that that was odd or what was the what was the reason not to do it? I I feel like I'm too nice for one thing like People ask me to do the dominatrix thing too, and I just I can't. That's weird for me. Like, good for people that can do it, but personally, I'm just like, no, <laughs> I I just can't make fun of somebody and get paid for it. That's not happening. Now, do you treat it as a business? Do you treat it as a hobby? Um, before it was a hobby. I'm slowly transitioning it into more of a business. It, 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 I just never thought I would make as much money as I am from it now. Like, my boyfriend was the one who told me to make a Snapchat, and ever since then, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like I said, it's really ridiculous how I make so much money doing almost nothing. It's it's really amazing in society that the less you do, the more money you make. It's kind of sad. Does this complicate your dating life at all? Do you ever worry that it could? Um, me and him have been together for six years, so not really. Um he supports me in all of it and I feel like I'm really lucky to have that because most girls don't and have like a huge issue finding somebody um but he basically pushes me to do it all not in a bad way but (laughs) friends of yours that that also do it that have trouble finding somebody is it because like the men don't like that they're doing this or what's the reason for that do they do they get kind of judged ahead of time um I say yes most people are like well it's it's the thing guys get really possessive if they they feel like if you are doing like taking pictures and stuff and everybody can see then they don't have anything special like that like that should be just for them and that's sort of ridiculous because nobody's touching you or anything it still is kind of just for them I mean, look, people can see you walking down the street necessarily. So you said that in your bio, you're a tattoo collector. How many do you have so far? Um, I have to count. I don't know. <laughs> Less than a dozen? Uh, I only have like seven right now. Do them? Do they have special meaning to you or is there some stuff that they, they just kind of look cool? Um, I have – I put a spell on you tattooed on my arm because my birthday is on Halloween and – I've just always been, like, really into, like, magic and stuff like that. And then I have one that was just a Friday the 13th tattoo. Other ones that I just like the way they looked. 
Um, I have a scorpion on the back of my neck because I'm a Scorpio. Like some of them have meaning. Some of them are just like things that I like like a lot. So I just wanted them on me. Do you, do you feel like you're going to go farther? Like, are you going to go full body necessarily? Um, I don't know about full body, but I feel like a, a majority of it, like I'm trying to get a half sleeve right now. That half I'm saving up for. Now is the half sleeve the upper part or is the half sleeve the lower part? Uh, it's wherever you want it, but for me, it's the upper part. In, in terms of like other suicide girls, if you're, let's say, one is is the tamest one, and ten is the the, the kind of the most wild. Like, where oh, do God. you where do you feel like you fit in there? Oh, probably just above the tamest one. <laughs> Are there any though that you look at and like, wow, that that girl is? Now, I'm not saying this in a bad way. That girl is a little bit out there. But it, not not in a bad way. Just ones that are like, yeah, you like they're pushing the envelope, but that's it's working for them. Do you think that they're really like that, or have this has the business necessarily kind of pushed them in that direction? Both. I feel like they're like that uh, deep down inside, in the business to just let it come out. <laughs> Where, what's what's kind of the plan for the future? Like, how far? How long do you think you could see yourself doing this? I have no idea. I feel like I could do it for at least another maybe five years, but I don't know where I'm going to be then. Going good, though, so. It's just kind of a fun thing for now, necessarily. Yeah. Do you ever worry about in the future, say you have kids or you run for political office or something along (laughs) along those lines, do you ever worry about this coming back up? Do you ever have those thoughts? Not really. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll come up every now or like when I'm older, I'll just be like, yeah, that was me. Look how great I looked. Um, but I don't, I don't want kids. So that's not an issue for me. Uh, if my grandparents found out, I'd probably cry, but (laughs) you never know. Like I got caught drinking by my grandma once. And then the next day she handed me a $20 bill and said, go buy better beer. Like you just never weed with my grandma before so i mean she can't judge me too hard no that's pretty (laughs) i saw that in your in in your bio now are you are you pretty into it i mean is like are you a wake and bake kind of person or you just do it on the side or how how far in are we talking i used to be um i used to smoke all the time since i was 14 but recently i just kind of stopped because it's it's just like a casual thing now yeah like the owl tattoo i have on my leg um, when I, that was my first tattoo, so the clock is stopped at four twenty. Kind of <laughs> ridiculous now, but do you, I'm not upset about it. Do you regret any of your tattoos? Um, not necessarily the tattoo. Maybe the artist that did it. Okay. Are Are you ready for the hard questions? Sure. What is the worst generic tattoo a guy can get? Oh God. Um, like no regrets, or like if you just. Oh, gosh, what's his name? The lead singer of Maroon 5. Any of those tattoos. Look, Adam Levine. He just looks like a flash sheet just, like, plastered all over him. I, he irritates the shit out of me. He really does. <laughs> I think it's because it's all fake. It's like somebody it's yeah. like a computer model and said, get a tattoo here and people will think that you're cool. Yeah. What is the worst place someone can get a tattoo on? Like... Pain-wise or, like, looks-wise? Just where you're kind of, let's say, judgmental, like, oh, you got a tattoo there? Why? A tramp stamp. I know. 
Is there a male? <laughs> it's so stupid. Is there a is there a male equivalent of the tramp stamp? Um, the front part, right right above the genital area. Do people still get tribal tattoos? Do they still do that, like the tribal armband? I hope not. God. I haven't seen anybody get them recently, but they're out of date and they need to stop. You're a big movie buff, so what's what's the favorite movies? Oh God, I have I have like. I have so many favorites. That's like all I do is watch movies. Um, I think it depends on the genre. I feel like Fifth Element has got to be one of my favorites. And then like Sweeney Todd and things like that. Wait, the mu- oh, the musical yeah, the- one? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm super obsessed with uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Oh, my all-time favorite is uh, Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. My son is two years old and we watch those. Spirited Away is a little bit too much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's a little bit too much. Wait, how do you leave out My Neighbor Totoro? It, it's a cute movie. It's not my favorite. I feel like the storyline is very, like, kiddish, so... It has a cat bus. I know! I love the cat bus so much! Anytime I see it on anything, I have a keychain of it. <laughs> yeah. Last question that I necessarily have is, do, do you think that everybody secretly kind of likes a bad girl? Yeah. In high school, everybody says they want the preppy girl, but really they want the goth girl. Why do you Why do you think that is, and why do you think people kind of cover it up? It's like something risque or, like I said, frowned upon. It's like a hidden kink, I guess. And most of society pretends that they like the girls that are all girly and wear all the dresses. And But everybody knows everything about those girls. Nobody really knows everything about like the, the bad girl, per se. When, when, there's more there's more to them when you guys I, I would imagine that some of the suicide girls get together and everything i mean from from somebody on the outside necessarily they would imagine it's just like this wild party and craziness and all this stuff yeah is it like that or are you guys all like sitting around <laughs> no, sipping we go tea? get ramen and just hang out and and just like talk about life and what we have coming up what's funny is um whenever my boyfriend tells somebody that i'm a suicide girl they always, every single person without a doubt, always goes, oh, so you got naked chicks walking around your house all the time? And that's not even close to how it is. Have you ever had anybody famous, you can either tell them, you can either mention their name, or you could not, like try to kind of slide into the DMs? Um, uh, I've talked to, I don't know if you know who Oliver Tree is, but he hasn't been like, like sliding into the DMs per se, we just had normal conversations. Which one is he? I don't... Uh, he, I guess he's a rapper, I guess you could say. Is it once kind of, once you turn that corner and become one, you get that official title, does that kind of launch you a little bit? Like, is the hard work over or does the hard work begin? Uh, the hard work begins. You're never done trying to promote yourself. Last question for me, at least, is what's, what's kind of the dream with this? Um, I don't think there really is a dream. It's more of like a hobby to bring in extra cash. Like, I don't plan on doing this forever and just maybe until i can like save up enough money to get a nice house or something is what you got anything coming up any kind of what what any promotion stuff you want to do anything like that i have a set that just came out on suicide girls it's called my cup of tea and then i have another one coming out in two months that's called squeaky clean have you ever done something or where you've regretted it afterwards like oh i shouldn't have gone or you felt uncomfortable maybe going that far uh, no. Okay. Uh, Maybe in the beginning, but not now. 
I want to thank Vervain so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we've linked to her on our social media accounts. We're Profoundly Pointless on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've also included in the RSS feed some links about how you can connect with her, check out her website, and all the things that she's got coming up down below where you see basically the title of this podcast. Okay, so now let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call, and I'm going to be calling him a couple of minutes early, which is unusual, and I'm hoping that that's going to throw him off, because he's kind of been in an interesting emotional state, like either really happy or kind of sad all week. Hello? How are you doing? I'm doing just dandy. How are you this uh, lovely evening? You sound like you may have a little bit of a cold. I might, I might have a little something. Is it um, like a chest cold? We talking nose cold? What kind of cold are we talking about? I think it's more allergies than anything. Do you take uh, medicine for that or do you just try to stay inside? Like what's your plan? I don't have a plan. I have to go to work for a living, so I don't I don't get a whole lot of time to, to stay inside. Well, wait a minute. That I Wait. <laughs> what? How does that make basically, any sense? Basically, <clears throat> I said that to really just confuse the shit out of you. Um, <laughs> you succeeded. You absolutely succeeded. No, I don't. I don't really. Uh, <clears throat> I don't really have a a plan. I don't take a whole lot of medicine. I try to drink tea and and stay hydrated. That's about it. Do you actually drink tea? I feel like people say that. What kind of tea are you drinking? Uh, usually just the the Lipton. You know the the green tea. Oh. So you you kind of like went for it, but you went really basic. Like you didn't go oolong yeah. tea. You didn't. You just kind of like, ooh, I'll get some tea and grab the first thing that you found in the grocery store. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to put a whole lot of effort into it. There's no sense in that. No, no, I agree. Look, here's here's my first question for you, uh, and I'm not talking about this in a sexual way, but what <laughs> what do you think that you and I would be like as a married couple? <laughs> That's, I mean, but I can't talk about it uh, if we're talking sexually. No, Um, just more like our day-to-day interactions. Like, are we going to be watching TV together in the same room? Are we watching it in a different room? When we go to the grocery store, like, do we go together? Do we go separately? Like, what do you think that we would be like (laughs) as a married couple? That's that's actually a good question because I think I have a good answer. Okay. Uh, You ever seen the, the show Modern Family? Yes, kind of, but then I refused to watch it when it got popular. Oh, well, I don't know why that is. Just, I don't know why you'd stop watching something. Why would you stop watching it just because it got popular? Because then people want to talk to me about it, and then I don't want to talk to people about it, and then so I have to... This happens a lot. Like, I could... I've never watched the movie Titanic or Avatar, or basically when something gets really popular, I then refuse to do it. But why is that? Why why do you refuse to do it? Because I don't I don't want to talk to people about it. But I mean, how many people are actually asking you uh, on a daily basis, like things about like Titanic? Mm, Titanic. It's been a while. Uh, Bird Box was a recent one. A lot of people were like, "Have you seen Bird Box?" And then I no, I can't watch it. You've ruined it for me. Like the Avengers, right? You're, you're going to watch the Avengers. It's you know, the same thing. I'm I am fighting off the the urge right now to just look up what happens and get it over with and not watch it. I mean, I can tell you, I haven't even seen it, but I've I've been reading other people's social media comments about it. Wait a minute. So, are you going to go see it? Like, you're going to look at the spoilers and then go see the movie? No, I'm not going to go see it. Oh. 
Were you going to go see it ahead? Well, both of you, here's a disclaimer. Both John and I have young children, which makes it very difficult to actually go to the movies. I, I haven't been to the movies. Well, actually, I take that back. I've been there. I've been to the movies once. In your life? No, since my uh, child was born. God, I bet you went and saw some terrible movie, too. What'd you go see? Uh, Us? Is that what it was called? The newest Jordan Peele movie. I don't even remember the name of it. Oh, okay. You went and saw a horror movie? Like your one date night, you went and saw a horror movie? I didn't even go with my wife. Imagine that. Who'd you go with? A couple of friends. How many we talking? Just one. And his name was Nick, actually. (laughs) I feel like men can only go to the movies with each other in groups of, in even numbered groups. Like you can go two, you can go four, you can go six, but you can't go in odd numbers. I don't know why. That's how I feel. You always you realize like you always have like some kind of stipulation for everything in your life. Have you realized that? Yeah, pretty much. I would agree with that. I think a lot about the things that I do on a daily basis, and I think that there are. I, I think I am of the general opinion that the tiny things that people do that's what tells you the most about someone, like the little stuff that they do. I mean, I, I would agree, but because that's the stuff that you have to do to survive on a daily basis that no one ever pays attention to. Yeah, but that's really what most of your life is is, is made up of. Look, can we go back to the idea of what do you think <laughs> that we would be like as a married couple? Well, I, I was getting to it. That's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. Was that that I we're like that the, that gay couple from Modern Family. You know the 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 big guy and the, and the little ginger dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I am aware of who you're talking about. Yeah, that's 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 what you and I would be like. I think, like, I would want to strangle you. I feel, but you know, there, uh, you know, I would obviously like you and then be with you. See, I was thinking about this, and I feel like you would make a romantic gesture, like you would bring home flowers or chocolates or something like that. I would be busy doing something and just be like, oh, okay, thanks. That would hurt your feelings, and then I would have to go and go into our room and, like, rub your back and say, what is it? And then you wouldn't tell me, and then we'd have to have a whole big conversation about it, and then we'd go watch TV together. You really thought this one through. Yeah, I just feel like that's what it would be like. Are we we going grocery shopping together or separately? Oh, definitely together. Every time, though? No, not every time. Only until I learned what you liked. Ooh, you are, you are a courteous man. I will give you Jesus. that. Although. Why, 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 what prompted this question? I just wanted to know. just wanted to know what you thought. <laughs> okay. Look, I've the other. Never, just for, just for a, uh, to throw it out there as a disclaimer. I have never thought about what life would be like living permanently with you. So you have thought about it for living a short time with me. Maybe. As like, <laughs> as like you're, the, you're the couch guy. <laughs> okay. Look, here's the other thing, and this is a more serious topic that I'm a little bit upset about. You have violated the man code. Why? What, what did I do now? There is an unwritten rule amongst men that if somebody has something that is potentially gross, whether that be, let's say, gas or a large one that is left in a certain receptacle in the bathroom, or something that is just generally gross to look at, you as another man are required to look at it. I recently had a surgical procedure of vasectomy, and I was going to show you the undercarriage to see what that was like, and you declined to look. Not This is not yes. in person. This is over a picture, and that is a violation of the man code. 
I don't think there's one person that listens to this podcast that would have wanted me to say yes, Nick. Send me a picture of your balls. I would disagree with that because I was in a group chat with some friends of mine that I went to high school with, and I said, do you guys want to see what it looks like? And they said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, they must they must be uh, closer to you than me. I, I, I don't need to see your balls uh whether or not they've been operated on or not i don't i don't need to see you're not a little bit curious what a vasectomy afterwards looks like not even a little bit i just occurs to me there's some family members who listen to this uh podcast that do not know that i've had a vasectomy and we're really hoping we would have another child (laughs) well surprise i don't think that's gonna happen did you know that ducks are very aggressive maters, and in some instances, ducks have been injured or even killed in the mating process? Like, are we talking, like, rough sex death or, like, you know, Papa Duck Duck's thing was too big for Mama Duck's, you know what? I I think that it's more of an aggressive mating. I think that's how it goes. Apparently, also, the female ducks have a unique bodily feature that allows them to store the male sperm in their body and then either a couple of days later they can decide to reject it or go ahead and accept it because of their aggressive mating procedures all right well what, what's next because i don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you got nothing you don't think that's interesting um it's interesting i just i just don't know what to say i guess don't ever come across a duck that's trying to have sex no i guess you don't want to interrupt them they were pretty violent <laughs> And I'm, apparently ducks can sleep with one eye open. Have you ever slept with one eye open? No, I don't even know how to. How could you even do it? Can you? No, I, I, I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. I was waiting to see what your answer was. I don't think anybody can do it at all. I don't even think it's possible. Have you ever Have you ever uh, sleepwalked? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you? Uh, I used to. I had an instance this week, uh, twice actually, with my lovely wife, who woke me up not once but twice in a panic, wanted me to kill a black spider that was covering her face. Was it actually covering it? No, it was like it was like a like in the realm of like sleepwalking night terrors. But the point is, is that she woke me up, and then I had to turn on every light in the house and search for this three foot spider that I knew was not real, but I had to appease her. Did you, how, like, how big of a search did you go through? I mean, like, I went from room to room. Oh, you went and you really did it then? I mean, she was, she was 100% positive that there was some kind of spider in there. Were you a little worried that you might run into this spider? Like, 2%. I was more disappointed in my cat. That's a good point. Yeah, why didn't the cat take care of it? See, that's the problem with cats. They're not going to tell you. Like, a dog is going to be in there freaking out. Cats, I'm learning that cats literally don't give a shit about anything but themselves. No, they really don't. That's the problem with, that's why I've never been a cat person. Um, do you generally believe that your dreams mean something? Do you have one re- reoccurring dream? Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you were asking about like my, my dreams for life. Um, oh no, we know those have already been crushed. Oh my God, they are, they are shattered to shit. Um, no, I, I, I've always had one reoccurring dream. I, I seem to always have this reoccurring dream of this. I'm running down a street or walking down a street, and there's like a woman in front of me who is facing me, but I can't see her face. And as I get closer, there's just more details 
that come in, you know, come into play a little bit and a little bit. And I look, I, I always look to the left or the right, and then I look straight, and she's right in front of me, but her face still isn't visible, and then I wake up. So you never actually get to see who it is? Yeah. Have you ever tried to, like, look up what that could potentially mean? No, it probably means I have cancer or something. It's probably nothing good. I would imagine that's probably never never anything good. Um, I'm looking this up. Dad, what are you typing? Is that how slow you type? Well, I've only got one hand. Are you? What are you typing? What words per minute are you putting down? Probably 60. You're going to do 60 words per minute. So if I was just talking normally, you could keep up with that. Like if I had you on speakerphone, I could probably keep up with you. Hmm. Huh. I think we should try it sometime. I think that would probably be one of the most boring podcast episodes we could possibly do. <laughs> ooh, ooh. A faceless dream is a symbol of identity. When you see a faceless person in your dream, it may mean there is a person in life that confuses you and that may be sowing mixed signals and you fail to identify the real intention of this person up to the moment. I, I mean, I've been having it since like I was seven, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, this works. At times, dreaming of a faceless person can be a reflection of how confused you are about yourself and your direction in life. You might also have this feeling that other people fail to appreciate you. Oh, man. I can't believe. That's 100%. I can't believe this doesn't have John Shaw written on the bottom of it. Just, or John Shaw. Well, now now it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Oh, man. What about you? You have any reoccurring? I have. One reoccurring one of general. I have a flying dream that's pretty reoccurring, and I've looked it up before. But it means supposedly I don't. And look, I think it's interesting to look these kind of things up. I don't necessarily believe that anybody knows what the hell these things talk. These things mean. But my dream, I'm looking it up while I'm talking to you, is flying. But I never fly very very high. Flying, but not. Oh no! Hold on. Thanks for breathing into the phone. You're welcome. Are you watching Game of Thrones tonight? I am. I'm. I'm as. I'm. I'm gonna get off the phone by eight so I can watch last week's before this week's. You haven't seen last week's yet? No, I have, but I'm oh. gonna watch it just in case. Hmm. Do you now? Look. Let's be honest here. What time do you get your snack? Do you like what time are you going to get your snack ready before you watch a show? I don't usually I don't have a snack. You don't have a snack before a show? No, you don't have who a snack. Who has snacks? Who doesn't have a snack? What do you mean you watch a good show and don't have a snack? You don't have popcorn I mean, I there and nothing. Like some M&Ms or something maybe. What kind of M&Ms you getting? <laughs> Uh, I think I, I think I have the uh, the peanut butter filled ones right now. Those are not those are not nearly as good as the peanut. No, peanuts the worst. That's a ridiculous statement. All right, now we found another one. I'm flying. Flying represents control. If you are flying with ease and are enjoying the scene and landscape below, then it suggests that you are in charge and on top of a situation, and that you have just risen above something. <laughs> But you, but you don't because you don't get that far off the ground. Yeah, I only get like three or four feet off the ground. Like I stay pretty low. I'm assuming 
that probably means that I'm like slightly in control of something or I've had some minor accomplishment. And are you are you what what kind of clothes are you wearing? You that's a good I generally I I'm I'm a shorts and a t-shirt guy. I don't have any kind of special clothing on. I don't believe okay. jeans have ever been involved in any of the flying dreams. John's Fast 5. Pew 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 pew. John's Fast 5. Pew 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 pew. John's Fast 5. My turn. In a second. Wait. Shh. This isn't going to work while he's out awake. You know that, right? Do you have a top five? What's, you have a fast five or not this week? What's going on? No, man. I told you it's retired. I just want to ask you about it every single week until you I become in, enraged. I do want to talk about a little bit. Uh, I go, well, you haven't seen Avengers. No. But what 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 is your take on people who spoil like movies? Or in your case, because you don't watch Game of Thrones until Wednesday, right? I don't. The people who deliberately spoil them, or people who kind of accidentally. I'm sure you. I'm assuming we're talking about people who deliberately spoil them. Or or accidentally, like like just what is your take on people who spoil things, whether they know they do or not? I okay. It depends on how it is done. Right, so I was just reading this story the other day about a guy who there was a bunch of he was this was in China and there was a bunch of people in line to see Avengers and he got out of the movie and immediately told everyone what happened and apparently they give him gave him quote a brutal beating that required the ambulances to show up. So, I mean that's 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 pretty humorous. I don't get the point of it. I mean I don't. I don't understand ruining something for somebody, so I don't like people who spoil it. But if you can do it in a really kind of good way, I remember seeing a picture of when The Force Awakens came out. There was a guy that was photographed, and he was just driving around with a bumper sticker, a big giant bumper sticker on the back of his car that said Han Solo dies. And that's – Oh, man. Like that's that's pretty legit. Like, all right, I'll give you some credit for that. If you can make me laugh while doing it, then I'm okay with it. But otherwise, I think it's stupid. How about you? I I try not to to pay attention to those folks, even though it's it's virtually impossible, right? I mean, everyone's on social media, so you know, like like I said, I, I already know what happens in Avenger in the new Avengers, and I don't even have to go see it, kind of thing. It's fine if you want to say it's a great movie and and, and give your opinion, but I, I don't I I don't think you need to add in like you know so and so dies or you know. Thanos saves the world or whatever like I think that you can get around it but at the same time like after a certain amount of at a certain period of time if you don't want a spoiler it's your responsibility to tell the other person hey I haven't seen it like the burden becomes on you after a certain period of time and also I don't necessarily understand it in the fact that most of the TV shows and movies that we watch they're pretty predictable Right, the good guy is going to win. There's not really a massive spoiler there. You kind of already know what's going to happen. Like, hey, the Avengers are going to win, right? I mean, that's that—that's what happens, right? The Avengers win. I mean, are, are, my, are we?
we supposed to spoil it? For well, everybody? can you can you tell me? Because we just turn into those people we were just ridiculing. But everybody knows that everybody should know, at least in my opinion, that the Avengers are going to win somehow. So what's the big spoiler there? Like, okay, which particular Avenger is it who's most responsible for them winning? But eventually, they're going to win without seeing any. I can tell you, I can predict every single comic book movie for the rest of time. The good guy is going to win. Whoever the hero is, or the title of the movie, he will win. Until he doesn't, or she doesn't. But that never happens. It's never happened, except for in Game of Thrones, which is why it's the best show. It is It is the best show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's changed TV. It's changed everything about it. I've, I haven't been this excited for a TV show since the series finale of Lost. Wow. That's an odd thing to say. I thought you were going to say British Baking Show. Is there a British Baking Show? Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> Do you know? I may may or may not keep this part in there, but have you ever heard of the show Two Fat Ladies? <laughs> no, I haven't. You should Google this show. Everybody, I think, should Google this show. It's probably the best cooking show of all time. It's literally just these two old fat ladies who drive around in a motorcycle with a sidecar and cook things that are probably (laughs) – if you were to actually eat this and didn't have like a tolerance built up, it would probably immediately kill you the way that they cook because it's basically just like, hey, let's go ahead and put a pound of butter on each piece of bread and then make that into a pie and eat that. If we're looking for a co-sponsor with old, old uh, Long Johns, I mean, maybe we should reach out to them. Well, both of them died, I believe, of heart attacks. <laughs> you didn't tell me that the show is no longer on. But... Yeah, I think it's actually it's a little bit older, but you should look it up. It's it's fairly ridiculous. Do you have um, any any other things that you want to talk about before we get to our top five? Uh, I'm actually quite excited about our top five. I think it is. One of the best uh, that you've that you've come up with. I I like the top five. I am not nearly. My, here's my my issue with it. So the top five this week is top five superheroes. In full disclaimer, I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, and I think that my knowledge of comic books is greater than yours, but. I'm also not generally a fan of the heroes. Like, I usually like the villains or anti-heroes much more than I like the actual superheroes. Uh, I, I have, I mean, I know of the characters. I've seen a lot of the movies. I've even read some of the material. But, uh, you know, so I don't want you to kill my list too much because my list is all my own personal doing. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't do like, you know, the prototypical one through five. I just am of the opinion that not a lot of the heroes necessarily are that interesting. I think the villains are always more interesting. But that said, what is your number five on top five superheroes? Uh, my number five, and once again, this is a completely personal pick, uh, but I, I'm going with Blade. <laughs> what the? Are you what? fucking – are you fucking – how can you hate on Blade? He's I don't Man. See, I knew this was gonna be an issue. I knew it. So I also prepared a prototypical top five on the same thing. Do you if even you like to... why because of Blade in the comics or because of Blade in the movies? How do you pick Blade? 
I named one of my dogs after after Wesley Snipes' character, all right? So don't don't you hate on Blade. What about <laughs> it, though? Why do you like Blade so much? Are you a Twilight fan as well? Oh, man. I understand why you said that, but no, I'm not a Twilight fan. So why is uh, it – why Blade? I mean it, it's all based off of the movies, obviously, and Wesley Snipes' portrayal of the character uh, – I mean, he, he was just always cool. Like, he was, you know, the guy has dual swords and he's a fucking vampire, but he fights other vampires. I mean, it's it's just, and he has a, he has a badass, like, uh, helper in the movies. It's Chris Christopherson. I mean, give me a break. That's that's just, yes, please. Wow. I, I don't even know what, I mean, I don't think that if we were to pull, let's say, conservatively, 10,000 other people, I don't think Blade is going to be on anybody's list. But like I said, I also, I also wrote down a prototypical top five if you want me to give you both. We'll, we'll, you we'll do your prototypical top five after we get all the way through this top five. My number five is is Deadpool. Okay, but see, I, like, I don't know anything about Deadpool outside of the movies, Ryan Reynolds' portrayal. So his portrayal of it is pretty good. Like that's about as close as you're going to get in a live action movie to getting Deadpool. There's actually a guy who did a Hulk verse movie. It's an animated movie where Deadpool is in it. I think that's a better actual kind of closeness to the real comic book character. But the comic book character itself is even more out there than they would showcase in the movies. Like, it's a pretty good character. And he's not maybe a tradition... He started out as a bad guy, and then he just kind of evolved into this anti-hero, I guess you would say. Which is pretty badass. I mean, Ryan Reynolds does a great job with the character, I think. Well, the thing about Deadpool, if you didn't notice it from the movies, he's aware... They call it breaking the fourth wall, but he's aware that he is a comic book character. What, what, what happens when you break the fifth wall? I don't know. I don't know if there is a fifth wall, to be honest with you. <laughs> What's your number four? So my number four, uh, and I, <laughs> I think I, I think you're going to hate me again, which is fine. Uh, but I'm going with the Green Arrow. God, your list is just, it's awful. It's just terrible. It's terrible, I know, but Why? I love the show Arrow. I love I love the I love his backstory. I love his story. I love the portrayal. What's what uh, Stephen Amell? I what, mean, what's what's Green Arrow's real name? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. But you love the movie, like you like to watch the show. Why don't you know? That's a good one. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know it off the top of my head. How do you watch the show and not know it? How do you like a show and not know what the main character's name is? Yeah, that's a. I, I don't have anything for that. That's a. That's a good one. All I actually now that I think about, it, I know his first name is like it, oh Oliver Queen. Yeah, Oliver Queen. Okay, my and number four. He has a hot sister. Who's his sister's name? Marsha. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I don't think that anyone, whether in comic books or in real life, has a hot sister named Marsha. Listen, I, I don't know. I, I also want it to be, be uh, known that I am not a super a hero comic book nerd like yourself. So that might be why my list is quite shitty. Yeah, but it's, it's the weird thing is is that your list is shitty in the sense that you've picked like kind of more obscure characters and put them in. Like you have 
It's it's not so much that you don't know. It's like you have bad taste. First off, Blade is fucking fantastic. You didn't like it because it was probably too scary for you, and your parents wouldn't let you go see it. No, I do like it. I can do that. Listen, don't talk to me about Blade because I may have listened to the opening montage of the techno theme of Blade within the last week. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good look. That's a great way if you're working out to like kill the last ten minutes is do Blade original techno, and that's gonna take you through that ten minutes because that's how long that thing is. Uh, all right. What's your number four? Wolverine. All right, safe safe pick. He's he's not even in my prototypical top five. Wow, he's pretty much standard. I think if you looked at most lists, he's gonna be he's gonna be in the top five. I'm sure he is. I, he doesn't make my list. <laughs> no, and that's but to be honest, like he's I don't really care for him that much, but I think when you're looking at superheroes, you've got to put him in that top 5. Uh so my number 3, I think you'll be more happy with this one is Hulk. Ooh, that's my number 3. Wow, well that's creepy. No, that's awesome. Like the Hulk. What do you like about the Hulk? But first off, I have to know and I, I think this is universal. Which Hulk do you like better? Do you like the one that was played by, um, God, what's his name back in 03 and 04? Uh, I believe. Uh, <sighs> Mark Banna? Eric Banna. I think it's Eric, Eric Banna. Banna, Edward Norton, and then I want to say Janine Garofalo, but I know that's absolutely Mark Ruffalo. Those are the three yeah, Hulks. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Close, though. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo does the best job of being Bruce Banner. I don't think, though, the Hulk is supposed to be just absolutely mindless, like just a force of nature that just you can't stop or do anything with and is kind of equal amounts hero and destructive force. Uh, what's your, what's, <laughs> what's your, what's your number two? Uh, Batman. Oh, okay. I can see, no, I can, okay, I can, can I guess what your number one probably is then? I mean, if you want to ruin it for everybody, sure. I it, I would say that it probably starts with an S. It's up between two different things, though, which one it is. Uh, you would be correct, yes. Okay. It'll start with an S. Okay. And one of them is a good choice. I think that, that's legitimate. The other one is a completely ridiculous answer. Um, so my number two my number two is Spider-Man. That, that's, a, that's, that's a solid choice. I like it. Man, my number one is going to be Batman. I mean, I already knew that, so that's, you know, that's that's fair. Well, I don't know how you can't pick Batman. I think Batman basically has to be number one. It's really between Batman and Spider-Man. Like, those two those two are basically number one on everybody's list. You can switch that up a little bit, but they're going to be right there. Right. Well, my number one is none of those people. Okay. It's Supergirl. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, my number one is Spider-Man. Oh, good. I'm really, I'm really impressed that we both left Superman off the list because in my mind, he's an absolutely trash character. It was a, it's a tough list. I mean, he's like top 10, obviously. And he's on my pre, he's on my prototypical list, by the way. See, I don't think um, that, I don't think that he should be anywhere near anybody's list. I don't think that he should be in the top 100 of people's list. He's a completely uninteresting character. It's like, hey, here's Superman. He's the best at everything and always does exactly the right thing. Like, that's not interesting. How is that interesting? So why is Batman your unanimous number one? Because Batman is not really a superhero. He's an average guy, which shows everyone that if they really wanted to, 
they could potentially be a superhero. Like he goes up against all these other people with all these fantastic powers and he still wins. Like Batman written correctly beats everyone. Is that why you're wearing his underwear right now? Uh, yes. Also, they're cheap and on sale at Kohl's. I, I was just gonna say, but it's it's just it's really tough to do a top five because there's so many like that could be in the mix for for top five. I feel. Who else? Oh, I mean, who who did you leave out? Who was your honorable mention before we do your prototypical top five? I mean, uh, Thor. Oh, he's lame to me. D- uh, Daredevil. Oh my God! I wrote down Professor X. Why? Professor X and, and I, I wrote down Professor X slash Magneto. Okay. Uh, Professor X is okay. I, I I really was just thinking about him because like he's the like father right of the X Men. Like he's the brain trust of it all. Yeah, he is. But Magneto's much more badass. Yeah, Magneto's much more interesting. The villains are always more interesting. Who's on your uh, prototypical top five? Give me that. So I mean, it's it's I mean it's it's pretty much kind of what we just talked about. So it goes: Iron Man, uh, Superman, Wolverine, uh, Batman, and then I have Spider Man. These up there. Which one did you pretend to be as a kid? Which one were you? You know, believe it or not, I wasn't. I didn't try to be any of them. You were too busy with your yo-yo. I'm a badass yo-yoer. Um, I was more like, but for instance, you were you were into the comic books and. In these movies, I was into professional wrestling. <laughs> I was so really, I, I was really thinking that you were going to put like a Fast and Furious character on this top, on the top five superheroes. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I didn't really want to face all the backlash from it. Um, why didn't, you, why didn't you also put Ash on? <laughs> Ash isn't really. He's just a boy. Why is he, Why can't he be a superhero though? He's controlling all the Pokemon. He's not controlling all the Pokemon. He's just a Pokemon master. So how's that not a superhero? I, I, I don't, I don't know. You'll have to write the Pokemon and get their response. Do you say Pokemon weird, or do I say Pokemon weird? I say Pokemon. Yeah, but yours is kind of like Pokemon, and I just say Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, you kind of say it like an eight-year-old. You're the only person that's ever said that I say it like an eight-year-old. So you must. You must be pointing something out that I don't know. Well, I feel like for just one brief second, when you say Pokemon, like you transport yourself back to being an eight-year-old and like you have a smile on your face. Can you say Pokemon without smiling? Sure. Pokemon. Now say it while smiling. Pokemon. See? There's a difference. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Profoundly Pointless Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like download, subscribe, share. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. Coming up on the next couple of episodes, we have managed to do something that we have never done before, and that is actually plan ahead and get some really good guests that are going to be talking about everything from space and stopping time to rock climbing and basically everything in between. I think we've got some really great episodes coming up. We hope you guys come back and join us for those.